Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to the Chosen Tribu. Oh, I can breathe. Oh, you're... I'm still sick because, well, we're recording Guys, we're here taking shots. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. My mother made a menjunje, and I'm drinking it, and it's Holistic getting me back. Holistic I'm about this is Gaia Luna, your servidora. And this is Bella Wolf. And this is going to be the second episode. Sorry about that. And the... Because, you know, I'm still a little bit gone Drugs. there. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Huh? <laughs> 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 Didn't Nothing. even hear what Never you mind. said. Never mind. So this episode is all about Shabbat. Are you gonna Are you gonna introduce our social medias? Oh right, sorry guys. You see, this is what happens when you get sick. You, uh, your brain just don't function. So yes, you guys can find us on Instagram as the Chosen Tribu. On the TikTok, we still don't use. Yeah. <laughs> as the Chosen Tribu, we promise we will work on that. And you can send us your stories, your testimonies, anything send us even if it's to correct us for something that we got wrong that's completely fine at the show tribu at gmail.com we will still put that on the link below every episode so you guys know how to spell it so to start off this episode it starts with letting us know why shabbat is so important to celebrate it's a scene where there's the grandmother well, it's pretty much like this whole community, but uh, the whole conversation is happening between this little kid and his tafta. We actually looked it up. It means grandma, the same like Ima and Abba means mom and dad in Hebrew. And then it's really beautiful because you see how she's getting everything together and all of the sudden they start talking. The kid is just asking her questions, which is like, I think it's very beautiful that they did it in that way and then also explain what this whole day is about for Jewish people. She's explaining like, yeah, we're, which <laughs> I love that she said this so much. Again, thank you Dallas Jenkins for putting those things in there because I feel they're very important for people to realize them and to really uh, focus on them. It's a day just to celebrate your people, even people you don't know. And then the kid is like, oh, even strangers. And she's like, yes, because we're all God's people. How beautiful, guys. It, it hits you in the feels. I really I really 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 like that scene because we pay so little attention to our mental health and so little attention to mental illness and from the very beginning literally God was the example you work 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 and then on the seventh day you rest this is so important. It's how important it's it is so to important. rest. Guys, rest and is important yes. because your body needs a break. For your mental, you know, like literally it helps you recharge. You recharge and you go back and do a better job. You don't burn out. And I think it's so important to remember that yes, work hard, but also give your time to rest. And, and give allow your you time. Me yeah. time is also important as well. And when you rest, I mean like take a day to literally do nothing. nothing. Thing. Lay in bed all day. Watch whatever show. It doesn't have to be filled with activities. Sleep if you need to. Sleep Just on. allow yourself to truly rest. And recharge. Correct. And don't give yourself the anxiety of like, oh, I need to do this or oh, I need to do that. No, today I rest. 
tomorrow will come with yes. its own like and resting is also very important because that's also a time for you to think about okay i can actually organize myself a little bit better to see how i can make the best of my days on the upcoming week mm-hmm. like for example if i'm not doing something today because today is my rest day at least i can think okay but this is my schedule tomorrow i can actually do this after work before work mm-hmm. you know that's how you organize yourself so you can actually make the best of it and do everything that you need to do without having to beat up yourself right something that i started doing because i've been wanting to have more time to read the bible and i realized that i've always had the time i was just on my phone <laughs> guys mm-hmm. and i'm like i started telling myself and it's something i did yesterday i was just like oh, i didn't want to think or anything and all of a sudden i just like i was just scrolling on tiktok and scrolling on instagram and i'm like if i have the time to do this i have the time to you know read the bible so i put my phone down cut myself the last kiwis <laughs> <laughs> They're so I love kiwis. Kiwi. Ah kiwi. And then I just sat down, read the Bible as I was eating kiwis. Honestly, I think that adults make that excuse of I never have enough time. You're never gonna have enough time, baby. You need to make it. You need to make the time. If you have time Correct. to do these specific things like me, if I have the time to go and scroll stupidities or just, you know, scroll because right now mm-hmm. um I close my Instagram. If you guys notice like Bella's Instagram is completely linked to our Instagram, mm-hmm. which is completely fine. I erased mine and I did that on purpose because it would just stress me out, guys. I'm not a social media person, but then when we open it is stressful. It is extremely stressful, honestly. And then when we opened the Instagram for the chosen, I remember, you know, I'm like, I love this so much because I want to be more closer to God and everything that comes up is everything, you know, all Christian peace yeah. people and godly and stuff. And then I realized because I saw myself doing it, I'm like, why am I listening through someone else's eyes instead of just reading the Bible and see it through my eyes? Mm-hmm. And that was the moment when I'm like, okay, I'm not scrolling through stupidity but I'm looking for information that I can just find myself reading the Bible like I don't need to listen to this from someone else because to me it's the same thing as going to a church and listening only and only through the priest and that's not that's not what I'm about you know that's not what I like why am I doing this this is making me a hypocrite so I'm like just cut my kiwi sit down and read the Bible and I actually read a lot before Bella came back home from work and I'm like oh that feel actually felt really good I don't know I I love it I feel great it was a nice me time what are your priorities exactly there is that too you can always make a list of priorities that always help you mm-hmm. okay so all of these are priorities but which ones have more urgency correct and which ones don't right and then go from there and check things off the box once you check those on then you can make a whole new list and go by that and i'm sorry but if your soul is not a priority what's going on yeah it you're important be. and it your soul be. is important and your soul's health important and this is something i'm gonna keep saying this guys taking care of your soul taking care of your mental health healing your traumas is painful don't expect rainbows and unicorns please don't it's painful it's stressful it's painful you're gonna cry a lot but you know what the rainbow will be at the other side of the healing (laughs) i can promise you that and it might take a day it might take a week it might take a whole year or years (laughs) Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how long it takes you need to keep working on it um, until you finally feel that release. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're floating. It makes me it makes you feel light. You'll know it. When it happens, you'll know it. And don't be discouraged if it takes a long time. I literally prayed for my mom for five years before she came to the Lord. Five years of me making time for prayer. Yeah. Because my mom is a priority to me. My mom's soul 
is a priority to me. So I made that time, but it took five years. And then God was like, here you go. And for the longest time, I was like, oh my gosh, like my mom's never gonna understand what's going on. Like, are you kidding me, God? Just don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Trust me, like the people around you, they will never understand what's going on up until they realize how amazing your life have changed and all the positive things that God has given you and be bestow uh, upon you. And once they see that, they're like, oh, I should try that. Mm -hmm. I, well, I should definitely try this is different mm -hmm. like in my family you know my grandma was always very devoted but we never really follow that and then my cousin became a pastor and everybody's like seriously like the we we grew up with you we know you and that was our mentality towards it and now it's like oh my god and now i see it dude i'm so sorry this is amazing i get it now And once you get to that point, you're like, it was worth it. I was so ignorant and stupid before. Now, thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, because of those little people around me, they might be family, they might be acquaintances, they might be friends. It doesn't matter who it is. But in some way, even when you don't see it, even if it's been 10 years, more than 10 years since they found God, you're like, thank you for putting them there because it was an influence. Even if I just like was like, Bleh. they were still an influence right. and that's important. Absolutely. So, yeah. so let's go into the scene where it's Matthew and what's the <laughs> Gaius. Gaius. He's centurion, so he's guard. Yes. I love this so much. I just I I want to bring up how what we brought up. I the... love Matthew. I'm sorry, but in this scene, <laughs> I feel like God was like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, <laughs> and he saved his ass. Wow, he did. Yes, very much so. Okay, so let's start from the interaction that Gaius is having with Matthew. He starts with Matthew waiting and Gaius talking to the guard, the actual um, right. I think he's the captain Okay. and he's talking to him because he's he works directly with Quintus and he's like he'll help you but assist to your dog and he's right. referring to Matthew as a dog have in mind that Matthew is not poor, Matthew is working for the Romans but right. because he is a Jew, he is still nothing to the Romans Right. and this is what was talked about in the last episode racism at its finest just how now society treats african-americans exactly we disregard what well not me but you know society disregards yeah, society in general when we say we or we refer to everybody in general the, the entire society right history repeats itself completely it's like we're going on 360 because we're not thinking this is why i feel like history is just so important yeah when you don't know your history or the history in general is doomed to be repeated mm -hmm. Why do we keep making the same? I mean, even Rome, Rome was not a, a potency. For no, power, Rome was for money, bigger than USA. Things. It was an empire, guys. Think about this, like a bigger scale. One of the last empires, if not the last empire that existed in history, and it still fell because of this bullshit that and is racism. And it's ridiculous how you can be so talented, be so intelligent, and you just simply because, because you're, you're Jewish. You don't count. Doesn't that sound funny? Familiar, guys. Mm. Mm. <laughs> How society works. There you go. Uh, I really also like this episode. Episode. 
<laughs> this scene. I really like this scene because you really see Matthew's courage. Matthew is oh such a God. courageous man. And the way his brain works. Mm-hmm. I just love the way because Matthew's brain doesn't work on emotion. He's pure logic 100% and only and only logic. If it's not logical, it doesn't make sense to him. And you see this interaction in which Quintus is like, are you that stupid? Like, do you know who Quintus is? But he goes by logic. Yes, he does this, this, this and that in the government. He's like, but you have no idea. And then there is a moment when they're talking about who's making a mistake and he's like, you're making a mistake. And Gaius is going on about the subject, but referring towards Matthew. And Matthew's like, well, yes, if he make a mistake, I need to let him know. And right. Gaius is like, you know what? You don't know I'm what not going to be part of this because I don't want to drag your corpse out of here. I'm just going to go. And then Quintus came in. But Matthew was so faithful to the law. Completely. Like he goes by the book. He's Completely. very black and white. And yeah, actually, he's very black and white. <laughs> I really... I love, number one, that they put him as, like, he's on the spectrum. On the spectrum. I love that that's how they made this character. I don't know if this is how it was or not, but I think that's beautiful. Not only because of the video that you showed me about yeah. the girl who had autism, oh, who completely no, connected. She actually has Asperger's. It's very important, guys, that if you're seeing this show, you also should go to YouTube and TikTok and every social media of the show. Because Dallas Jenkins is really good at breaking down their decisions on the story. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they don't say that Matthew is autistic but they're pretty sure because of what historians have found because of the scriptures and certain mannerisms I believe it is that they believe that Matthew was really under the spectrum of being autistic and then this amazing girl that she started watching the show with her parents Mm -hmm. she actually has Asperger's Asperger's is all I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly but it's also on the spectrum of autism and she says like it's the first time and all this interview is on the social media on YouTube guys Mm -hmm. you can look it up she actually plays the cello I believe it is beautifully Mm -hmm. wow the talent on this girl she's great and all she is like she saw that she saw Matthew and it just resonated so hard on her that she just have all of this feeling over her body to the point that she told her dad her parents I want to be part of this show in any way Mm -hmm. I can and then they wrote a letter to Dallas Jenkins and Dallas Jenkins actually met with them with her and her parents of course respectful because she's still a minor and it was very beautiful to me how he saw beyond her fascination Mm -hmm. with the show and he did not gave her a part on the show because of her condition because she was such a fan he did it because beyond all of that he saw her talent and then she was able to actually play the cello on one of the most beautiful scenes which is not on this episode is on an episode further on uh, Nicodemus and Jesus finally meets and talk and have their one-on-one talk and she actually that cello and the music in that background that's that girl and I think that's just so beautiful that he gave her that opportunity because I feel like God meant for this to happen because of how perfect everything fell into pieces and I love how this show is just changing people's lives in this way I feel like this is what this show is about this is what it's meant to do and I just cannot wait for them to just keep going I find it not even experiencing it but watching it I find it such a blessing that not only did the Lord give her the opportunity to be part of this show but he allowed her to worship 
him through her cello in a very powerful scene that's so beautiful to me and because my little sister is on the spectrum she's trisomy Mm -hmm. 21 so to be able to see that they're incorporating this and that my sister can watch something that she can relate to to me that was like this is amazing bro it just made the scene even more powerful Mm -hmm. because i'm sorry it did made it really even the more powerful that scene and Mm -hmm. everything jesus is telling nicodemus okay but let's just not get ahead yes it's just it was really it was awesome it was very beautiful Mm -hmm. so quintus come out and he's like where are you going aren't you his centurion and he's like yes it's like well then where are you going (laughs) and gaius is like "Uh, uh, 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 securing the passage quintus is not stupid quintus is like uh uh uh-huh great job and it's so sarcastic Gaius being a Roman is just terrified and Matthew being a Jew is just like no I'm here for the right reason exactly like you don't like exactly why are you scared he was just so like what you guys are weird completely so they go in and then you know you see that back and forth like just talk fast up until Matthew finally tells him like did you actually hire this I'm like oh Simon yes and that of his brother and here's the thing in the middle of it he's just like oh Simon it was like yeah surprise you know because he realized oh he's in Matthew's district and he's like okay so the Gaius is about to just take Matthew back Matthew just stay in place and he goes and also his brothers and Quince is like yeah his brother too he's annoyed and then he goes back he's like everybody's going and then Matthew finally goes off basically telling him that he Quintus made a mistake mm-hmm. and off fear that you see on these two guards one is like oh prepare to die you and then guys just go down in his knees like i am so sorry i'll murder him and he's like whoa stop True. because i think first of all this is the grace of he's god. like being entertained he just yeah he's god, like okay yeah. let me entertain this because that's this is okay. this is interesting you're pretty bold yes <laughs> like and then on all the context it's like so you're saying i made a mistake it's like yes you made a mistake <laughs> and everybody's like this guy needs to shut up he's gonna die right now but then Quintus just like so amused because he's even saying it's like where did this guy came from and Matthew is so innocent that he's like here Capernaum and that is when Quintus is like oh I see he's just not his brain doesn't work the same way as a regular person and he's different and then he just feels entertained and then they go back and forth whatever up until he's like oh I love how your keen observations and Matthew is okay he's like I will relish to the opportunities God must be really exhausted right now I love the way that Matthew looks at the world and I wonder if we had a world that thought more like that if we would have less rape less you know what i mean because it's like the fear people just move by fear so much because oh if i say this this might happen to me sometimes you're putting positions where sadly you're gonna have to sacrifice something of you in order to do the better seeing a child being molested seeing uh, a child being raped or seeing any human being being raped it's just not okay no. so why are you turning away from it why are you letting this happen mm-hmm. you're by doing that i feel like you're being more guilty you're adding to the problem you're as guilty you're adding to the problem you're not solving it and i just it frustrates me that we live in a world in which i'm gonna start talking about abortion right now should i 
um maybe we should leave that for another time let's leave that for another time (laughs) let's leave that for another time because it's a subject that i'm very passionate about because i feel this world is extremely overpopulated and people is so hypocrite to say one thing but then are you also adopting men consider a vasectomy thank you just abstinence you know thank you vasectomies can be reversed Uh, a woman getting fixed cannot well, you can still get pregnant if your tubes are done. Yeah, but you can it's also very, cut the tubes right. and actually oh, cut that completely and make get it more permanent. Uh, which is why I'm saying getting your tubes tied, it's not it's not a hundred percent. It doesn't work because something like that is what my godmother did and she ended up having a kid after that. Damn. And I think two kids, I'll by the way. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, that's not a permanent solution. Oh gosh, a permanent solution. <laughs> she almost <laughs> like, did. You know what? Give me my money back, bro. Yeah. You didn't do a good job. <laughs> exactly. You know, she already had two. It felt like too much. And, you know, like, it's like that. Honestly, I, I feel like after my first one, I'm like, just caught it. Yeah. I don't know more. Like, I mean, yes. it's not easy, guys. Re- raising someone is not easy, which is very important for you to be in the right headspace and to heal your traumas so that you don't induce them into your child and then just repeat the same problem this is what we call generational curses and actually breaking them Mm -hmm. is work on yourself first and then think about having kids use a condom (laughs) <laughs> so yes i really really like matthew in the way that he thinks he's just a very honorable man to me and it's interesting just because of his story and the fact that he was put into this place where his family is now feeling betrayed by him but he's just doing better with for himself and to him it was logical and you in know a society I mean? we, of today he's a golden child we allow emotions to run so much of everything and what i find funny is that we're now a generation that is led by emotion yet we're not even in touch with ourselves completely how does that like what they have emotions everywhere they're all over the place except mm-hmm. where they're supposed to be they're, they're not controlled no we just have all this emotion but we don't know how to figure it out we we're don't... completely explosive we're always seeing red we're not even realizing up until it's too late and it's sad we're like guys. a whole bunch of hitler narcissists <laughs> walking around and not everyone right Correct. not everybody but, but almost you know we need it's to a be big more portion control, of our society guys. work on yourself work on your mental health remember to rest mm-hmm. so moving on before we make the whole episode about this one scene and because uh, yeah. um, now my back hurts what was next basically we see Nicodemus studying demonology and you know exorcism and he's actually just researching it and making notes for himself mm-hmm. because obviously that was very traumatizing for him he couldn't help her he didn't even knew what he was doing before mm-hmm. so he's actually researching this and I'm like well you should have done that okay. in the first place and know? he's he, he's researching this in the bible guys I'm sorry Dallas, Dallas Jenkins this is the one question I have. Why Nicodemus is hiding those paperwork like he was watching porn? Because like back then demonic activity, even to this day, dude, like when I talk about demonic activity, people are like, what? People get so uncomfortable and they're like, don't bring that negativity in here. I need to sage my place. This is what's happening now. You yeah. know what I mean? So imagine back in the day. He's just researching it Correct. for a good reason. That's why Correct. I'm like, this happening makes sense. But that remember, he's, he's not it. an exorcist. 
Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. True. So, this is so frustrating. it just makes. I'm to me, it makes sense. And exactly like when <laughs> when we saw that episode, I was like, "Why is he yeah. hiding it? Like it's porn. Like he needs to calm down." But yeah, I guess it's understandable in the sense that people don't like to hear about that stuff. I yeah. have personally experienced that because I constantly yeah. bring up demonic things because I used to be into witchcraft. It's I used to do all that how stuff. Frown upon it is. We need to start talking about these things, guys. They happen, it's not, and it's not that it should be like something that's like celebrated. It's just something that needs to be talked about and exposed. In, in order again. to be healed. Correct. And again, you need to be ready for your enemy. If you do not know your enemy, you will not be prepared to fight. Sure. And of course, Satan is going to delight in the fact that we hide about studying these things and exposing it because then it's like a thing. We don't talk about it. Oh, we never just kn- so horrible. You don't know anything. Why are you talking and about that? Ignorant. Don't bring those bad energies. It's not bringing those bad energies in, guys. No. It's the fact. It's what Bella keeps saying. We need to know our enemy. If you don't know right. your enemy, how are you going to defend yourself? Correct. You need to educate yourself. And that has nothing to do with bringing in like the bad juju or whatever. But yeah. people get very uncomfortable. There are ways to do things. There are some people that will talk about it in a way that you're like, yeah, that's not the correct way to mm-hmm. approach these things. Also, correct. if you're going to talk about it, you better research that before you do and know what you're talking about. Because that's another problem like COVID right now and like not using a mask and the vaccines right. and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Up until I'm not sure, I'm just gonna keep myself safe use my mask and suck it up mm-hmm. yeah it's uncomfortable i have asthma you know how uncomfortable it is for me to wear a mask i still do it because for my health period and honestly i feel like people that are vaccinated should also wear a mask because yeah. the vaccine is not a cure right it's and if you're asymptomatic a what is it? if you're asymptomatic you can definitely keep just spreading this thing and we need to be careful with that moving on so he's doing this he and then me. shmuel runs in and he's like <gasps> The, the the leaders of the church of Sanhedrin just wants to talk to you. Idea. So he goes running and it's really funny to me that Nicodemus sees this interaction or this happening as something negative and Shmuel from the beginning is saying, like, God is good. They're asking to talk to you. And all of this is because at the beginning the same apprentice from the beginning that was like, well maybe the Jews are trying to feed their families. He actually saw Lilith, which now we know she's Mary Magdalene completely healed. <laughs> fine mm-hmm. she's great she's doing amazing she's really doing amazing and instead of going uh, you're doing great sweetie i'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. oh she almost fell she's almost okay are you okay, it's okay you i got <laughs> i got cat like reflexes ninja <laughs> So instead of going, I'm like, I just don't understand why he didn't go to Nicodemus and he's, he was like, ah, Nicodemus, remember that old woman you offer rights to? She's redeemed. No, he went straight to the big people to make a big fuss. And I'm like, oh. So he goes in and, and he's like, okay, what are the charges? And he does almost like, no, a miracle. The woman he offered rights to, she's healed. She's perfect. I love Nicodemus so much because instead of him being like, oh my God, yeah, send war to Jerusalem. He's like, whoa, whoa, let's just go first. Let me talk to her, you know, familiar face. We don't want to overwhelm her because there might be a tentative hold. You don't know the trauma she might have. Let me just interview her myself, see what happened. And that's exactly what he did. They gave him permission but they tell him do this quick and do it well because news like this grows legs so basically like the walls have ears 
Gossiping. He's talking about gossiping. And it hasn't changed. And I think that, not that the news is gossip, but just the more that we advance, there's so many resources that we can use now to spread things. Yeah. So many. So it's so much easier. Imagine no, if it was no. that easy back then. Oof. But literally everything Nicodemus is like... Nicodemus wouldn't have time to even know what the... Like, I feel like it would have been out before he even talked and knew what the meeting was about. I think it's wild. I mean, it's not that wild because, again, history repeats itself. Gossip, like, gives people life and crap, which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like, we shouldn't... I don't know. That's so crazy to me how people just sit around and just gossip about other people. And the fact that... Without even knowing... Usually, the people that gossip the most are the ones that have the least amount of information. And then that's why gossiping is so bad because eventually they start adding things to, like... Que nada que ver. Yeah, que nada que ver. Like, suponen... They just start, like, guessing stuff and then they add that to the story as a fact i'm like no you weren't even sure when you said it the first time why are you saying it then just don't gossip people don't I just mean, try your best not to i'm not saying that i don't gossip sometimes I'm yeah a freaking i do human. gossip too it's you know? a reminder for but me then i'm too. like ugh, you're nasty bro like it's at least not. when i gossip i'm like i'm not sure about this but this is what i heard and this is the situation now again this is not the whole story because you always need to know every side of the story guys this is important that's why we have judges mm-hmm. and lawyers and all of this you know yeah it's like try your best also if you're a jesus follower do not use the excuse of i'm gonna go tell my friend the information so that they can pray for them no it is not your business to be telling other people what the situation is you want other people to pray for your friend that's suffering you go and say hey my friend's going through something please lift them up in prayer you don't need to to know the story because God already knows the story. He already knows the situation. All you need to do is lift them up in prayer. Thank you. Goodbye. Exactly. It is not your story to share. No, just like pray for them and that's it. Instead of like just like regar todo. It just makes a bigger mess mm-hmm. and it's worse to clean and then it's really is even harder to know the truth. So yes, after this, Nicodemus actually go and sees Mary Magdalene and mm-hmm. he calls her Lilith and this is triggering for her. She's like Oh, no. Because here's the thing. He goes, he's not even wearing his Pharisee clothing completely out. Right. Because I guess he doesn't want to, like, make her feel, you know. So her first thought is probably like, oh, this is probably a client. Like, this is not what I'm about anymore. Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And this is legit her reaction. And then he just basically tell her like, no, I overwrite. She doesn't even remember him. That's how gone she was with those seven demons. She has very like fuzzy memories, but she doesn't remember. Very, very vague. And I kind of love this conversation because this goes to the first episode when he says like only God could have redeemed her. Mm -hmm. Only God would have saved her. And I love it because... He's just trying to make sense of it to the point that he doesn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. He doesn't even tell her like, I don't want you to go back to that. You know, I'm just trying to make sense because what happened to you is a miracle. And she just like, she says like, you know what? I'm trying to understand this as well. I don't understand this myself. So I don't even know why I'm telling you this. And she then goes, I remember it's something very beautiful because she tells him like, it wasn't anything you did because he's asked, he asked her how long after I offer rights to you you start feeling this way and she's like uh it wasn't anything you did it was someone else and there goes nicodemus like i feel like deep inside of him he really 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 wanted to be him because he was leaning towards that he wanted to understand what he did right and he didn't do anything nothing at all (laughs) 
He was like, someone else? Like, who was that? Is it a like, member of the church? Is it the... else? So, <laughs> like, yeah. that's exactly how he ends up. And it's very interesting to me because then she goes and she's like, I don't even know what I'm telling you this, but here is what I can tell you. Because he asked her for the name and she's like, I don't know the, I don't know his name, but even if I knew, I, I wouldn't tell you. This is how faithful she is after she got saved. Amen. Amen. And she's like... Because he said that his time for men to know has not come yet. I'm like, wow. And he's like, would you even recognize him if you see him? And she's like, okay, here's all I can tell you. I was one way and now I'm completely different. And everything that happened in between was him. So yes, I will never forget him. How beautiful. She says that and I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Next, we have to talk about Simon and Andrew. This is big on this episode and it really shows these two different point of views of what is a man with a lot of responsibility and a family. A man that, yeah, he can take care of himself, but do you want to take this one? I don't know if any of you have done research on psychology and birth order. I definitely think that has a huge impact on us. Me and Guy are both the oldest yeah. in our family. And I would like to say that my younger brothers and sisters are more successful than me. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they're like, you know, wealthier than me or whatever. Because I feel that responsibility that if something ever happens to my parents, I'm I'm next up. I'm there to run it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it pretty just, much. I have that heaviness on me, on my heart. This, like, I need to go take care of them. I need to make sure they're okay. I need to completely forget about me and just, like, focus on my family. I don't know if my little brothers and sisters feel the same because when I was growing up, it was, like, all the hard stuff was on me. It's the pressure that they put on the older sibling. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Did your parents, like, my parents used to tell me, this is the example you're going to give? Yeah. Literally, all my time. verbatim. Them, bro. You need to be an example. You have to yeah, be an example. Yeah, and I would just be like, bro, I'm stressed out. I just want to live my life. a lot of pressure, you yeah. know. It was. And even to today, I still, like, have some terms like, everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And it's so, like, you literally. Can, you can relax. You can just relax. So we see this a lot. It starts in the so tavern. So Andrew's the younger brother. Andrew is younger, yes. And then uh, Simon is the older. is the one that's married. Andrew is mm-hmm. not. Correct. Um, and then these all start at the tavern because Andrew is sitting at a table outside this entire situation. He's just pissed. And he does set it eventually. He's like, I'm just waiting for you to tell me like, this is a joke. And you see Simon happy, celebrating. He's all like, whoo, having a great time in this mm-hmm. tavern, buying drinks for everybody. Yeah. <sighs> And then he goes with two drinks to his brother and that conversation. Basically, he's just like trying to convince Andrew or he just cannot explain himself correctly to Andrew, I guess it is. So Andrew just don't understand why he's doing this. Mm -hmm. And Andrew goes like, oh, you're fattening the lamb before the slaughter (laughs) because he's buying drinks to the men that he's going to betray because he's trying to see which one of these merchants. But even though the merchants are still Jewish Mm -hmm. and then... Simon does repeat, he's like, you and Eden are my responsibility, not them. Mm -hmm. And you see like that back and forth between the both of them. And you can see the difference in responsibility that they feel 
Yeah. Because obviously Simon is like, you're my little brother. I have to make sure there's food in your mouth and I have to make sure you have a bed to sleep on. This that's is my priority. wife. Like that's his exactly. priority. Like, I don't care about fulanito in the next hut. They can handle their own. Though the way Simon is expressing himself is a little bit off. To be honest, like he's talking about even and you are my responsibility boundaries, like, oh, but you also want to be rich. And right. then Simon goes like, well, I had to try the sentimental route. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this is your brother. But I get it. He's just annoyed. You know, he's annoyed that Andrew is not helping him or that Andrew is not backing this up. But I understand Andrew's like, do what you're doing. Like they have a back and forth between what's temporary and what is not. And if you hear sirens, guys, I'm sorry. Well, where we live is a lake. This is a lake. That's a day to day. We're about to run. Lord. I receive the room that you have for us to record in silence. Yes, in the future. Amen. And then you see like Andrew being like, I just, I just don't get it, man. You're about to betray our, our people. But I feel like they're both right at the same time. Because you need to see both sides. And mm -hmm. you see that very deeply when they're out in the beach, actually seeing which are the, which is the merchant boat that's out there to see which are the merchants. And when Simon finally explodes, he's like, they're taking food out of Eden's mouth. Mm -hmm. That's powerful, guys. Yeah, yeah. I believe they're both right. Andrew feels like you're betraying our people, but Simon is like, yes, but also our people is also kind of betraying us mm -hmm. by going out there and getting the all the fish that we can that we getting can also trouble, get. Pretty much. You know, yeah. all because they will not get We're poor. The merchants, they're merchants because they have more money. So why are you doing this? It's this money-hungry power that Shmuel was talking about. But at the same time, all these fishermen that doesn't have those merchant means, they don't have the merchant's money. And they're like, we're trying to feed our families too. And if we want to feed it, we need money. And our money, we make money catching fish, but we cannot catch not one. There is no fish. They're taking the whole fish just not to pay taxes on Saturday. Yeah. And again, going back to the fact that Andrew doesn't have a family of his own. He's part of this family. He's more like, oh my gosh, the Jews are going to hate us. Where Simon is like, yeah. I don't care if the Jews hate us, bro. Because you got food in your mouth and you got a bed to sleep on. Exactly. That's what matters to me. It's a very complicated situation. But I, I, I agree, You though. see a lot of people being like that. I agree that like both have a certain... Both, both of them are right and both of them are wrong. Are wrong. You know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like being entre la espada y la pared, Correct. you know, between the wall, a wall and a, and a sword. And you're like, I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm running out of options. So right now, my best option is just betraying my people and siding with the Romans mm -hmm. and helping Quintus. Sometimes we are put into situations in which we have to make decisions that we're just not never going to be proud of. But you know what? Those situations sometimes help build up our character and mm -hmm. help build us up. We always need to look for ways to rise above it. But, you know, Jesus was already there. So Jesus was going to help eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Moving on. I want to talk about the scene where Gaius... Um, Oh, and Matthew. Matthew. And so Matthew comes <gasps> yes. to work, but 
So usually he tries to pay people to okay, bring him to work. Okay, let's start with that they first show Gaius. Um, Gaius is walking uh, to meet with uh, Matthew. But in, in between that, he actually sees that there is a fight and there is a Roman trying to break the fight. And then Gaius basically just hit and knock out a Jew. The other ones are like super like, whoa, what just happened? Because this Roman guy was trying to be a little bit nicer. But Gaius was like, there is only one language that they understand, learn to speak it. And the racist freaking comment that Gaius makes is like, what is wrong with you, dude? He basically says like, get the fuck out of here, you Jew, unless you want me to fuck up that ugly nose of yours. And you're like, whoa, dude. I mean, he doesn't cuss, but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't cuss. <laughs> I tend to cuss a lot. I'm sorry, guys. I, I try, I try. And then he gets to Matthew. Once he gets to Matthew, Matthew, it looks like he he looks someone hit him. He's bleeding. He's dirty. So they probably been through up. mud. Ad. He got beat up, and he's trying to clean himself. And they had this amazing conversation, in which you see um, that guy says like, "You look disgusting. Go home." And he's like, "No, my dad taught me not to shrink uh, responsibility." And Gaius says, like, oh, you must have had some Roman blood that's, you know, your father taught you well. And he's like, oh, we don't talk. And it's like, Jews are weird. And Matthew's like, no, people are. And he's like, how you don't talk to your father? He's like, well, he says, I have no son. I think that's the moment when Gaius just started feeling empathy. Empathy. It's the first time that Gaius is like, oh, that's, that's sucky. Oh. That's terrible. I mean, just think about it. Especially I because betrayed he my him. people. Not even my parents talk to me. But also because he sees that he's a man of honor. He sees how brave he is to go mm-hmm. in front of Quintus. He sees that he's successful. Well, whatever successful means, right? Exactly. Um, success Because it, it's a different meaning to me. But he sees him as successful because he's able to provide for himself. And not mm-hmm. only himself, he has, you know, servants. And he has, like, he can provide for way more people, his family, which mm-hmm. his family doesn't accept his money. So he okay. sees him as a very successful, honorable young man. Yeah, because he- I feel like the Romans see success as having a lot of money, which is something that you can also see nowadays. Success is having a lot of money. And that's not real. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I think success for a long time for me was that, to be able to provide and and you know have the material things that i wanted and now at this age and at this stage in my life i'm like bro success is having healthy relationships with the people around you because people are so hard to get along with we're so different and if we just took more time to come to the conversation not to be right yeah. but to try and understand each other like put yourself in someone else's shoes how put yourself much in their more shoes. the world would change like success is having those conversations success is having that healthy communication to me that is success i right now i think i am a successful person because i'm pretty bold and i'll confront people I, i'm not on this immature like i just need to fix it because i got things to do yeah so we need to figure this out because i need to figure out if i need to make this a pri- like i need to make you a priority or if like we're just parting ways right here i don't have time for this like does he does she i don't know no, i'm sorry dude. i have priority i can listen to you Correct. but you also need to get your let's have this together. conversation yeah. let's organize our thoughts and let's move on exactly let's move on exactly I can only help you go so far. Once the uh, conversations start feeling repetitive, I think that's the time to just like, mm. 
I guess there is more you need to figure out. And mm -hmm. sadly, I cannot help you beyond this point. I mean, as much as like Gaius is so annoying in these little scenes like this, I start to let think ternura. I don't even know how to say that in English. I just get this like. Oh, this man can change. Exactly. It's that feeling like, of like... That's the moment, that, that moment when Matthew just tells him, like, well, he says he, he has no son. I feel that that's the first moment when Gaius is like, oh, I see what the consequences did. So he's lonely. He starts feeling for Matthew. He starts seeing Matthew mm -hmm. as more than a dog. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like you see at the beginning of the episode that they come like, see to your dog. No, he starts seeing him as more than a dog. He's like, whoa, I can't even imagine imagine being in his shoes i feel for him that must be hard but look at him he's still here he still shows up he still look for what is right he not, still fight for what he believes not only that i absolutely adore when he answers because the way that he thinks is so beautiful and logical and when he responds to the What kind of dad, you know, like yeah. does that? He doesn't refer to race like, oh, because he's a Jew. Or he's very he, general. He's like people. Yes, people, people in general are just weird. Yeah. People he doesn't classify like, oh, because of this or because of that. or No, he's just like, in general, like, this is just how it is. Yeah. And it's not about being Jewish. It's not about being a Roman. Like, people are he just, just know where not. he stands in society. Mm -hmm. And he has said that he's like, well, I guess this is it. You know, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get frustrated. I mean, obviously, it makes him sad and lonely. But beyond that, he's still bigger than mm -hmm. the situation. And I think that's something to admire. Yeah. And the way he thinks, I guess, like, well, this it is what it is because he thinks logically he doesn't think uh sentimentally with emotion it's awesome i know i love him so i pro much. i personally process my emotions intellectually which isn't always a good thing because i understand that i need to allow myself to feel these things to let them go but i i just have a lot it's just it's better for me to just like break it down intellectually so i can process it all i have to say is like paras patel i'll have shabbat with you <laughs> I just want to eat with you and see at those big googly eyes. Googly eyes. Like, ah. <laughs> I, I just, I'm in love with your eyes. So it should Moving back. on. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone is kind of preparing for their dinner. This yes. is Mary's first time hosting Shabbat. Shabbat in who knows how long. I don't think she ever hosted no. it because, you know, she was really young when her dad passed Correct. away. So, and then it shut happened. I think she says it's her first time, doesn't she? Yeah. She's with the hairdressers. It's her first Shabbat. And she just remember bits and pieces of how it goes because mm -hmm. of her mother. And then she leaves the hairdresser and is like, you need to go ahead and get started because it's going to take you all day. Which is something that I never really understood. It's like, you're not supposed to work on Shabbat, but women have to cook. That's work. But I don't know. That's just me. I mean, Moving on. Yeah. Um, you I know, don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Me neither. It made no sense to me, but you know, I guess. I, but I mean, my we gotta eat, be, bro. Like we gotta eat. We gotta you know eat. We gotta eat. That's true. And um, if nobody's gonna cook, I'll get up and cook. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna and starve. In the middle of this, while everybody's preparing on Shabbat, you see Simon waking up late. Eden mm. is not happy about this. She's like, there is some changes that doesn't feel good to me. This is not good. And now you're telling me you're leaving? Like, you're not even gonna finish Shabbat dinner with me? 
No. She's just not happy. And it's so beautiful because Bella mentioned a lot. It's like, I love how she still let him kiss her on the cheek. Even though yeah, she's I adore pissed. Mm -hmm. You know, and how graceful she is too. Because she's like, <laughs> getting ready to dinner. He's just like, your hours are upside down. Mm -hmm. Your face is frozen and worry. Like, talk to me. And he's just not being very honest because mm -hmm. he knows that what he's doing she's not gonna like it and i love the part when she just really defend herself and she they're both acting like children at this point they are they're very frustrated with they're each just, other yes they are and then she's like don't treat me like I'm oh not she's like do you want me to pack your shit yeah. at dinner and then and he's like listen love yeah and she's like oh i'm not a child like talk to me mm -hmm. that's all i'm asking for and i love how she's like you know what i'm gonna give you one chance and that is what she's saying when she's like you answer to god but next time you answer to the both of us because i don't have the strength to whatever this is for a second time she's just not happy about it she's not with it yeah. <laughs> she's but again I, I, it's so admirable how she handles the situation where dude we're allowed to get frustrated we're yeah. allowed to get angry however how are you reacting in your anger exactly. that's the part where you know what i mean like it's creating communication of right. emotion correct and you know I think, at least in my past relationship, there was times where I would just like lash out, you know? And then there was times where I'd be like, dude, I'm really pissed at you, but I still love you. I still care about you. And that matters more to me than my anger. However, yeah. it's not okay what you're doing. So I'm not gonna pretend like it is. So call it what it is. Just learn how to communicate. And that's something that we can definitely learn about again. Hashtag relationship goal. <laughs> relationship goal. Couples goal. <laughs> it's something that we can definitely learn. Let's just take a deep breath because I'm pretty sure she thought about it because she could have just said something the mm -hmm. moment he got home and went to sleep. Meanwhile, she just probably was tossing and turning thinking about how I'm gonna talk this out with him because I need him to talk to me. This is not okay. And mm -hmm. he needs to know that I'm not okay with this because this is not the reason why I married him. We need to fix this. We need to talk about it yeah. and we need to be adults about it even though they were really frustrated and being childish about it but at least they didn't scream at each other mm -hmm. they didn't really insult each other except when he says like look love it's like <laughs> i love me a confrontational woman but i la la love me a confrontational woman that is in control yes of her emotions yes because you need to know you also need to understand you don't know what's going on you don't know what is uh whatever is going on in, in his head is something so serious he doesn't right. even know how to deal with it he doesn't even know how to express it mm -hmm. so if you come explosive at him do you he's really gonna feel think he's gonna exactly he's gonna feel attacked do you really think that's gonna help him be open with you absolutely not no right there he's gonna shut off exactly he's gonna shot away from you even deeper even even harder so you need to learn how to communicate things uh, having your emotions in control just take a deep breath bite your tongue if you need to bite your tongue at that moment but be in control is very important guys so we start seeing how I think we're getting to the end of the episode, mm -hmm. right? We are because we're now in Shabbat. We're not Shabbat in Shabbat dinner Shabbat. time now. And we get to Nicodemus and his wife. I just don't I want to be understand. her friend. Let's just put it like that. I don't want to be her friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think she understands the idea of what it is. I mean, to I have friends God. like her, and I know how to handle. I just like it's exhausting having friends like her. It is exhausting. It can be very exhausting. It is the resources that she has. I just don't understand why she's not doing more research. Yes. So Nicodemus is standing up in front of this tapestry that represents a part of their uh, Jewish history the and their faith, uh, the history of their faith. And then she is talking to the Pharisees that has already uh, gotten there, arrived. And she, instead of being like, look, you, you see, like, we're very godly people because we follow God. We get all of this, you know. No, she's like, well, look I at these plates. Look at this plate. They are made by the number one, the best goldsmith in Jerusalem. Like, there's like, look at my so hand. Fun. <laughs> They're so Shut fine. Up. You're gonna eat out of them. Like you're so lucky. This and that. Blah, blah, blah. And then she just see Nicodemus in the corner, and she goes to him. She's like, "Like, give me a piece of your mind. Like, what's on your mind? Like, just talk to me." And then he starts telling him about the history of their faith. And then she's like, "Oh, you are smart as you are handsome. I kind of like that. It's cute." That is, that is cute. cute. But that's like more of like a charming thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It just, it coming just off, her coming from aura. her, I don't know. Yes, her own. Honestly, like shout being, out to that yeah. actress. Girl, yeah. you're doing a great job. And then he's like, I just wonder who's suppressing our faith now. And I think I know the answer to that question. And as he's saying that, he's looking at the guests. And she basically sounds like, to what reason? Oh, if you're watching the show, you know what she says. She's just annoying. She's pretty much talking about how why is someone yeah. going to create such a beautiful piece of art for what purpose to just be sad and not celebrate it i get what she Correct. means i completely Correct. do i didn't at the beginning and then bella explained it to me and i'm like i get that mm -hmm. and that's important except that you're not giving glory to whose glory is due just think about that for a second it's because my husband is so holy and this and that and look at what we got but no just be like look at all these blessings god have given us because we have given him our hearts our souls our life we dedicate our lives to him i mean honestly so, at that point i'm just like why are you showing them all these plates who cares exactly at the like, end why of the day, are you going around who showing cares the table? about the wealth? You're going around showing off all these things and like, being so specific about where they got it, how they got it, exactly. and everything. Like how and it would like be... it's not it's not like a bad goldsmith. No, it's the best goldsmith in Jerusalem. It's like really her bragging. I feel she takes that to a whole other level, which is not helpful. It would be a different story if they all came in and were like, "Oh, like this is really nice," and she would be like, "Oh, praise God! Yes, we received it when we were here." Yes. and the thing is that that's how they take them in too. and showing off her place yeah so basically you're inviting people to your circle and you are encouraging them to follow you because of your wealth instead of because of your faith and your relationship with god que asco que asco it's just bleh. i don't find that attractive and i love how he's like you're as wise as you are beautiful i love their pet names to each other and the way they just show love with words but is that love or is that like a low-key low blow i wonder <laughs> if that was an arranged marriage or not let's hope so because poor nika honestly Nicodemus, i think he really loves her but i don't know about her her. Maybe she know. likes the life it comes, like the life the that, life comes, that with comes with being with, being with the rabbi of rabbis, right? I guess. Which is doors knock. This last person they were waiting for comes in, and he's like, "Oh, we're so excited, Nicodemus! You make us whole." I just love Nicodemus' yeah. answer. He's like, "Only God can do that." 
Amen. Amen. How dare you say that a human being make you whole? No, only God make you whole. Well, it's technically speaking, the only human who can make you whole is Jesus Christ. And he's still God. <laughs> so, Mary Magdalene and her Shabbat. <laughs> this is my favorite Shabbat. In my favorite Shabbat, definitely. I love her friends. Uh, Shila. Shila. I don't Shula. know her name. Shula is the blind woman. I know Barnaby. Bar- oh, <laughs> Barnaby. It's Barnaby and Shula. Mm-hmm. You know, Shula is the blind woman oh, and Barnaby. Shula. I wonder if they're um, if they're married or if they're friends. friends. You know, like family. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if they can, if someone can answer They're a really good comic us. relief. I don't really oh, find completely. so much importance. I love them. <laughs> but yeah. I feel it's important because that comment of relief is so strong. I'm like, I love this. So they basically come in and it's like, oh, hi, Barnaby. And then Chilla comes like, oh, Chilla, how you made it here? Because she's blind. And she mm-hmm. came up like a few minutes after Barnaby. And she was like, I just follow Barnaby's smell. Yeah, like nothing <laughs> like, for this guy. so much. Because, you know, blind people usually have every other sense, like heightened. And after that, you see these other two men, Tadius and... I don't remember the name of the other one, but there are apostles too. Don't ask me. But yeah, they come in and then she's like, uh, she's just so nervous. I love mm-hmm. that. But she's nervous, excited. And she's so happy. She's mm-hmm. just hosting Shabbat. And then they start talking about like, oh, I've never been. Sheila says, I've never been invited to Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And Barnaby says like, oh, me neither. And she's like, you've never been to Shabbat? And it's like, no, I've been to many Shabbat. I've just never been invited to any of them. I'm like, I know a lot of people like that. He's like a Shabbat <laughs> They just pressure. like go. Like, you know, my brother is like that. He's just like outgoing and yeah. so friendly. And so charismatic, and he just goes to places even if he's not invited. And I'm here like, oh my god! But you know, that's just his personality. And I can't um, relate. It's really, it's really refreshing. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I I used to be extremely shy. Now I'm shy depending on you know on the day. I have my days. And then she's getting everything ready, and she's she's like, oh, is it the first star out? Because she's gonna read. Oh my God, Mary Magdalene was going to start reading and Barnaby's like, do you want me to read for you? And I love how Shula is like, I can read better. I can read better than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's blind. She's I so love cute. it. I love the comedy release in them. And she's like, oh no, my father taught me how to read. Everybody's like so impressed. She knows how to read. I'm Mary's like, dope. wow. So woman was not even allowed to learn in those times. Correct. It was only if she was allowed or if their parents or their fathers allowed it that she could learn how to read and stuff which is surreal to me because we've come a long way and we still have a long way to go how crazy is that anyways she's like is it the first uh, star out and i love how barnaby's like yes is it he's like food 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 i feel like i will be like that i i have been at dinners where i get desperate and i'm like can we just start eating now or when you someone start praying and they just like it's the longest prayer and you're like i'm so hungry can you just oh say amen gosh. amen just say amen you literally have no idea because i've been to so many <laughs> dinners and lunches and breakfasts with my fellow christians bro sometimes i'm like look the good lord can hear you on your own time <laughs> Look, mama, if you want to set a time to go pray, you and I will go pray for hours. Right now, I'm hangry. I need a Snickers at this point. Like, I cannot. You, you know? I'm like, I don't. I cannot, bro. And I'm like, mama, please. Just, I'm just thank hungry. you for this food. I pray that you make a nutrition to my body. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. I'm so hungry. Like, I just, 
dude <laughs> like i'm not saying don't pray but i'm just like this is the oh, time you Christ. choose to like go into deep prayer <laughs> this is the time when everyone's starving please make sense of that i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> I don't understand that at all. I am so sorry. I'm sweating now. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm sorry. Get back. Anyways, the door knocks. There's a knock on the door. But you're like, Jesus. And she's so in shock. She's just like there on the door. I don't think she ever thought she would ever see Jesus again. I think mind blowing blessing. It's your first time hosting Shabbat. And Jesus Christ is sitting right across from you. Your first time. And the he's there. He's there with you. Guiding you. I think I would have just thrown on my, like, myself on the floor and start crying. I just <laughs> I can't even handle things like that because I would just be in so... And I not feel... only that is the fact that she's like, oh, now that you're here, I'm like, you should. Like, she's like, you should do this. Like, he was like, no, this is your home. Like, it would be an honor for me. If you just leave Shabbat and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my heart melts completely. I'm just like, I, and I the love honor. this scene. The honor. I love how Jesus looks at Mary with so much love. Like it's his it's daughter. Like, it's his daughter, his sister, his everything. Yeah. His, oh. There's just so much tenderness in his eyes when he's watching her read his word and i just think it's so beautiful to be able to love on someone like that or for someone to love you like that is just wow to me i also love how funny they make jesus yeah. i think god has humor because to deal with us you need to have humor honestly and like if we're, if we're creating his image and we're funny he god has, has to, to be, be funny. funny he's the ultimate comic. yes I think he's the ultimate comic. He's the ultimate artist. He's the yeah. ultimate everything. Absolutely. Honestly. And then it's funny because she's still so in shock. She likes like, um, offer him the seat. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know your name. And he's like, oh, I'm Jesus from Nazareth. God is so humble and so loving. He brought himself to earth as a Jew in those yes. times, which is like pretty much what African-Americans experience now. Yes. Jews, you know, were mainly black. I mean, Middle Eastern and black. That's Jews, guys. And then on top of that, the Bible does says Jesus was not attractive. Mm -hmm. So I love that on this show, Jesus, I mean, he's a little bit attractive, but he's really, he they shows right. a really good but actor like, in which he's Middle Eastern. He's not white. You know, he doesn't have little eyes. He's not blonde. You know, he looks like a normal person person from the middle eastern he looks completely normal and that to me is like thank you and so god much. decided to come and, and be born in a town that is not popular it's not a town that people want to be in yeah and i absolutely i just i am infatuated with the fact that the way that i know god in my relationship with god and i think i, I don't want to say all christianity because i don't know all the christians in the world you know but Just like how I was taught is that God comes to you. There's nothing that we can do. I don't want to talk bad about any other religion or cult or whatever. But the reason I choose to follow Jesus is because all the research that I've done in other areas, other religions, I always have to do something to gain something. I always have to 
be a good person, be a this, be a that, like do the this, do that. Rules can get ridiculous. And it's like even in Buddhism, you have to be this, you have to be that to gain this. And then like, you have to power. give up this, you have to give up that. Right. You know, and the only thing you need to give up when you're with God and with Christ is your heart. Not only that, give but him your heart. Literally, he came and reached down for us. He came to die for us so that we can have this relationship with him. And he didn't do it because of merit. You know what I mean? No. He did it because he Out of love. it's love. It's just love. love. It has nothing to do with what you do. It's not about that. Puro you know? amor. Amor de Exacto. And that's why I this is why I, I am like, I'm a Christian and I'm never going to be anything else because everything else requires me to like do like hit all these goals in order to gain what I want. And with Jesus, it's like I come to him as I am mm-hmm. and he does the change in my heart. And not only that, with other religions and other stuff, it's just so exhausting and you need to do so much research and stuff. No, he reaches out to you and he tells you what to do. That's mm-hmm. it. He makes it so easy for you. He makes it so easy to love him. He makes it to, so easy to love yourself. He makes it so easy to love other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do the work. While you're doing the work, it's really hard. You know, and there are moments where you're going to be like, just give me strength because right now mm-hmm. I can't. And I love those TikToks going around. It's like, I'm going to let Jesus handle this one <laughs> because if I do, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and I have felt that way so many times since mostly since my faith came back. Like you get tested. But besides that, he just makes it so easy to love him. God is cool. I the think- mercy, the freedom that you feel within. Yeah. And guys, this is not religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about intimacy Faith one-on-one between you and him alone. That's it. There is nothing more than that. I really enjoy the fact that the one and only true God is so humble. Because when we think of gods, we think of like these people in power that have all this, you know, all these like crazy attributes and like they're, yeah. everyone else is lower. And that is not what being God is. No. God is about humility. God is about sacrifice. God is about kindness. And the good kind of sacrifice, not the negative kind of sacrifice. Let's just emphasize that. God is about equality, you know, and justice. And that's so not what we see as gods. It's so different. It's something very interesting because something that I also question myself a lot, you know, when I fell off the faith. I remember being like, Oh, uh, if something bad happens to you, oh, now it's just like straight up blame God. When my faith came back for some reason, this thought came to my head. I'm like, I need to remember that God gave us free will. And with that comes him not interfering with anything. He will let us just like a little kid. You need to let that little kid just make mistakes, not push him or make him make those mistakes. Just let him make those mistakes and then teach them why he's wrong. It's like a constant teaching with him. And you just like, once he, like something bad happens and I'm like, I'm not gonna blame God because now I can think better and I can be a better person and be like, okay, so what is this teaching me? Oh, I get it now. We also need to think about that. Don't rush and just blame him for everything bad that happens to you. Sometimes it's just him letting you just make the mistakes so you can learn. Sometimes it's just the devil. And sometimes it's yourself. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're sometimes so, you're yeah. literally your worst enemy, and you yes. sit here like this you're including stumbling myself, up on the bro. same rock this over and myself. over. That's on you, girl. Sometimes Boy. it's me, human, and I'm over here like it's Satanás. No, homie, it's you. <laughs> I have to tell that to myself too because I hinder yeah. myself. You need to learn how to how to separate one from the other, and the only way you can do that is like my dad used to tell me: perfect uh, practice makes perfect. Exactly. You need to keep just being with the Lord, read the Bible, and then learn talk your fellowship talk it out find your people your tribe your fellowship everything and there is when you're gonna start to notice these things because that's what they are for you know sometimes you don't know if it's the devil you don't know if it's god giving you lessons you don't know if it's yourself just being stupid but having people that are like-minded they can tell you like no girl that's you or oh my god let's pray for you because this is definitely not you or huh it sounds like he's teaching you this lesson and it seems like this is the lesson and if you feel like you're struggling with that and feel figuring out what it is some people don't have people to fellowship you know it, yeah. i've been there so pray pray for discernment the holy spirit will let you know yeah what's going on yeah they will give you the answer and you will realize that one day you're gonna wake up or one day you're gonna be do doing something or you're gonna see someone making the same mistake and because you're seeing it from a little bit afar it's like that metaphor that says like when you're too close to something you can make anything out of it but when you take distance you can see oh that was an elephant not a wall or you know a piece of fabric putting some distance into it and that's how god can teach you sometimes because for a long time i didn't have people to talk it out either with and that's the way he taught me he showed it to me he would just bring people to me on which they have certain situations and i would listen to them like oh my god this is exactly what happened to me i see it now or i would watch a movie in which there was a situation or a show in which there was a situation that was very similar to mine and i would be like oh i get it now Oh my God. And I would just pray. Thank you. You need to be thankful for that. Thank you for the lesson. You know, I will be better. That's what it's about, guys. So we're in this Gratitude dinner. Gratitude is the key to happiness. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We're on the dinner and in this dinner it's very beautiful because you start seeing all you hear and thank you again Dallas Jenkins for making Mary Magdalene's voice over that prayer and over all these other scenes because as she's praying and all you hear is a woman's voice you see Nicodemus Shabbat and then you see uh, Simon and Andrew and Andrew another man leading Shabbat and then you see Matthew goes to his house and obviously his dad is the one leading the Shabbat and another man and then he's just so alone he had shabbat with his doggy and i'm like yeah. and then i just love how jesus gave that opportunity to a woman and dallas jenkins just made that the main thing right there that's just beautiful guys wow and God then, hella hella uplifts women oh like, he respects and he cherish women in ways that you're like what happened why are we still fighting for respect i don't understand i want to know at what point this just went south yeah. because i'm like how did adam treat eve i wonder too because but then I'm... again everyone died in the flood and then it's like okay noah what the hell exactly you know? <laughs> Exactly. Like at one moment, on? someone read the scriptures All these animals. <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, we need to fuck women up. At what moment that happened? Yeah, at what moment? Yeah, and I'm not saying that there's women that don't respect men, but... Or men that don't respect women. But exactly, I'm like, oh, it's 
respect is mutual. That's what feminists are fighting for. That's what we're fighting for, equality, mutual respect, same pay for the same job. It's exhausting. Honestly, I feel exhausted. I'm exhausted. I don't know if you're exhausted, but I'm exhausted. Yeah, I think that it's very important for us to understand that men and women, the fact that we're different genders, we serve different purposes, and biologically, we're wired different for good purpose, bro. We're supposed we were to. were created in yeah. the image of God. This is a good purpose. And when we say we want to be equal, it's not It's not about this, like, you suck, you're trash. No, no dude. I want to help that. you. Exactly. We were meant to walk side by side. And then we're different because we were also meant to complement mm -hmm. each exactly. other. Exactly. Like, the qualities where you lack in, I got it, baby. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And the qualities that I lack in, I would hope that you would step in. Yeah. So exactly. I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. Lying. That's why we complement each other. Yeah. But That's I think beautiful. it's hard for people to sit down and have that conversation because we get treated like crap. Of course, bro. We run by emotion. And that doesn't mean that men cannot be emotional. They're very emotional. Extremely. Ego like a mother effort. <laughs> egotistical as, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then these episodes finish on Simon with the romance in the beach ready to betray someone that we yeah. don't know who it is so see you on episode three and don't forget you can write us at the show at gmail.com so mm -hmm. have a blessed week and bye <laughs> adios muchachos adios